Level 23, the podcast all about making work work. Uh, we want to start with acknowledging the land on which we're recording today. We're coming to you from Gadigal land, part of the beautiful Eora Nation. And we acknowledge and pay our respects to elders past, present and emerging. And our gratitude for the care of this land for thousands of years. Down to the podcast. I'm Rhonda Brighton Hall. Hi. Hi. <laughs> and you're not James and, Hancock. And I'm not James Hancock. <laughs> You'll quickly notice. Yeah. <laughs> My name is Alyssa Kayas and I'm very happy to be here. Very important part of our team and delighted that you're here. And thank you for stepping in. <laughs> thank you for having me. So normal process, three big topics, big opinions. But we want two important topics like that are really important right now. And then one piece of really great work where we're seeing some really great news that we want to share with the world full of such dire news. We always like to balance it out. So three topics for this week and welcoming Alyssa is, first of all, key person missing. Now, we see it in sport all the time. What happens in business when a key person's missing? What do we learn? What do we know? Bit of a personal anecdote for us Mm -hmm. with James off on parental leave. Mm. Number two, people and culture. We've been asked a lot of a specific question by a lot of people lately. And we want to give our best advice. And then finally, we want to talk about the World Cup. Yeah, sounds great. Let's get into it. (laughs) It's really good. (laughs) So topic one, key person missing. Now, you see it all the time in sport. And there's a lot of us in this team that are fairly fanatical about our sport. Yeah. Key person missing. And you will see a team just rise up and take on that space. And it's like it didn't even happen. Like Mm -hmm. it's still full bottle. Really, really great. Mm -hmm. Um, So key person in your team missing. We see it all the time in sport. Um, when that person's missing, you see people just step up and really fill the space and continue to play brilliantly, and it yep. goes on really, really well. But you see exactly the same in, in business. Mm. And at the moment, we've had James, co-founder, yeah, uh, just had his first baby, baby Oscar. Aww, three weeks old this Friday. And doing incredibly well. And James has had 35 years of practice on dad jokes, and now he's finally <laughs> got a kid to take it out on. So. Oh. And use them up now, James, when you're listening, particularly while the newborn can't speak. (laughs) (laughs) And lasted anything. Yeah. Exactly right. Um, So James has taken a a moment of uh, parental leave, which is a very important moment in his life. But what did we learn inside the team um, Mm. in the last couple of weeks has been, I think, really, really important. So we've done a bit of a reflection, a bit of a think. And I think these are our big lessons, but I'd love to hear your views too. So I think the first one is... If you're working at pace, and we are, because mm-hmm. end of financial year, beginning of the new financial year, like so much going on yeah. and so many wonderful opportunities that we're just absolutely honoured to have. Mm-hmm. So you certainly don't want to let anyone down. You want to keep working at a really great standard. But if you're working at that pace, you're working hard and at a really high standard. You do have to keep it light so it's yeah. enjoyable. You can't sort of set your hair on fire. <laughs> hair on fire never made anyone go any faster. Definitely didn't. No. <laughs> and it certainly wasn't fun. Um, just made everyone very hot-headed. That's a bad dad joke. <laughs> a dad joke for James. Yeah, I, I know. I we like we miss it. Yeah. <laughs> um, we, but what we did learn is that every person, every single one yeah. can step up. And they do. They do. And part of that is this deep care for people on the team. And we definitely saw that. People wanted to protect James's time so mm. that he could absolutely enjoy this moment. Yeah. And everybody just was like, yeah, I can make this happen. I can stretch. Yeah. And, and I was amazed at how far people went and the extra they gave and how fun it was like yeah. it was really quite good fun yeah it was almost a competition you know we could do it for James you know, <laughs> we can do it <laughs> it's fun he felt the love yeah I hope so too your lessons what did you what did you learn from it I think we learned 
that you don't need an event to do this to, for everybody to step up because everyone can step up so let them make that space for them yeah you've got good people in a good team everybody can learn fast yep. and they can also want to be part of things so yeah. they sort of stretch themselves yeah and I, I think the second point there is so long as you have a team that is really receptive to learning and happy to put in the time to teach or to learn yep. then you really can get through it and you can get through it well um, and yeah, I, people are, like I, I did find people were really receptive to learning mm. and so we could say hey look can we do it this way do it that way have you yeah. tried this and people just jumped into that so I yeah. love that learning agility and openness to feedback yeah it's a really important part of a good culture I think that's it it is that openness to feedback but there's also on the other side of that it's a team where you're okay and it's safe to make mistakes um, because when you're safe to make mistakes it won't harness your creativity and you can still keep learning and getting smarter together and on that note, it's probably my favorite quote that I kind of have to share with you. <laughs> it's an Eleanor Roosevelt quote. Um, and the quote itself is, a woman is like a tea bag. You can't tell how strong she is until you put her in hot water. Now, this one is applied to either gender in this case. We have <laughs> every, every, everyone, everyone, everyone in this organization. But it's a test of resilience and that's true to everyone in the team. Yeah, and a bit of hot water sort of brings you to life sometimes. Yeah, you need so, to be challenged. Yeah, I think people really enjoy that too. Yeah. Second topic, good HR. Now, a few months back we talked about great HR mm. and we do know great HR. Well, we do most of our work with board, COs, COOs, uh, heads of strategy, for example. There's about 15 to 20% of our work still goes through really forward-facing, good-thinking HR people. Mm. And so they're often great. So the question we've been asked in the last few weeks, though, from HR people is, how do we get a seat at the table? Now, it's an age old one. I've been hearing that for mm. decades. Like, it's <laughs> so old. Um, but we wanted to say, a few months ago we talked about, we said there's five things about great HR, the difference between great HR and everybody else. So those five were just to recap. Love your business and your colleagues. Make a difference for them. Yep. Trust. Be there when you need it. Mm-hmm. In those hot water moments, like yeah. bag. <laughs> <laughs> Enable, don't police. Yeah. Just lift people up. Know your stuff. Like be really good at what you do and do it really, really well. That's like any good business person does their job as best as can be done. High bar. Mm-hmm. And the fifth one was that seeking expertise. Be unafraid of it. Like mm. if you don't know, find out. Yeah. So they were the big ones. But we gave it as some good thought then. What does it take to get to the table? What are the big things? So I'd love your thoughts on that. Yeah, I thought about this. I think one is make space. Let your organization get smarter, faster. It's not just about you, you know, and, and our motto here is you're always happy to get smarter. That's yeah. it. Yeah, I, um, love, I love that. Yeah. And the um, comment, if you think you're the smartest person in the room, you should talk to more people. Because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's always someone who can teach you, show you, exactly. Yeah, lift you up. Exactly. That's a great one. Yeah, and I think number two there is find a way to constantly love what you do your role your team the organizational purpose yeah yeah Yeah. i think that's really important and i would put next to that and it's sort of a flow-on part of the same story is you have to love your team like when you hear hr just critiquing the organization i'm like that's not going to be something that gets you anywhere no no (laughs) anywhere so love your team and respect deeply respect the work they're doing the contribution they're making the purpose you're all working to Mm -hmm. if you don't love that it's very hard to do the hr or the people and culture job in that organization and as a part of that my second point is solve the problem Mm -hmm. so describing it fine everyone can do that Mm -hmm. it's the person who goes here's the problem i'm clear on it and i know what to do yeah 
Yeah. And it's not just a you can catch more flies with honey situation. It's a genuinely <laughs> loving the situation and finding out what your reasons why and your purpose is behind that. Yeah, very yeah. much. Although you do catch a lot more flies with honey. Yeah, you do. <laughs> <laughs> so that's why it's so good. And I... You know, the last point is don't worry about getting to the table. Mm. Like everyone goes, how do I get to the table? Just add value. Mm -hmm. And once you add value, you're there. Like those people at the table do not have space, time at the – or space at the table, but certainly Mm. time and headspace Mm. to have someone with them who isn't adding value and solving things and moving things forward. Business is hard. And if you're Mm. capable of being on that pitch or on that table – um, you need to be the person who's adding value. Don't worry about get what you're going to do until you get there and then do it really, really well. Yeah. So don't have a plan, how do I get the table? Have a plan of what am I going to do when I'm there because mm. it's going to make a big difference and start doing that now mm-hmm. and you'll be at the table before you know it. Yeah, that's lovely. P and C, when it's really, really good, makes a massive difference. It's like this moment in time where it's so powerful and so mm. important. Everybody's understanding it. I mean, the number of calls we get is it indicative of how important people understand it is right now yeah um so just getting yourself into a relevant useful loving the work Mm. making a difference sort of mindset Mm -hmm. keep it compelling keep it compelling that's Mm. a great word yeah topic three women's world cup which is just so exciting Mm -hmm. um and i just love a couple stats let's just get those stats out first so channel seven shared that 1.24 million viewers 1.24 million viewers turned in to watch the Matildas opening in the World Cup. Awesome. So there was 75,784 people there. <laughs> <laughs> A record. But Amazing. also 1.24 million watching it on TV. That's three times as many people who turned in to the, watch the first of the men's test. You just feel so proud of that statistic. That's yeah. amazing. That's <laughs> so great to hear. Absolutely amazing. Uh, Nike confirmed that the Matildas sold out more jerseys ahead of the Women's World Cup than Socceroos did, did, the men's team, during or since the World Cup last year. Mm. So that's pretty impressive as well. And uh, in towns like Ireland, they actually moved mass so that people could watch the game. (laughs) (laughs) That's incredibly cool. Um, Brazil changed the times of their civil servants so that people could watch the matches. So who anyone, they they end all this sort of commentary with anyone who thought women's sport wasn't in its moment. Mm -hmm. I'm sort of missing the point right now. Yeah, it's having its time. You see the French ad? That was also really cool. Oh, can't miss it. That was awesome. (laughs) That was awesome. For anyone who hasn't seen it, it was just truly a great use of technology and making us really have a good think about what we're watching. It was great. It was because they superimposed men's heads. Yeah. And in some cases, bits of bodies. Yeah. Onto women athletes mm-hmm. doing soccer. Yeah. <laughs> and so when you're watching the men do it, you think, oh, that's how men play. Yeah. And then they showed you with technology that it was actually women doing those things as yep. athletes. Yeah. And it was like to say that women's soccer or any sport mm. is as a slut as athletic as I have to say, <laughs> and as in compelling to mm, use your word yeah. as men's sport which I think is just so exciting and and long overdue for us to recognize that oh completely for anyone that's a close follower of, of football it might leave you scratching your head for a moment not necessarily remembering the goals in this ad <laughs> but it, you realize it was an advertisement and superimposed and it was just so well done yeah yeah and we don't watch women's soccer so no. all of a sudden yeah. we, do. we should be watching women's soccer and Absolutely. of course we're seeing the women's cricket team do brilliantly we're yeah. seeing record crowds in netball we're seeing swimming this week in the world championships is dominating yeah i mean it's just it's it's come of age and it's so 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 exciting yeah final point we want to make a correction to the (laughs) podcast a couple of weeks ago we talked about the universities australian universities in the top 100 in the world 
Mm. Uh, we had 10 and we reeled them off. So the first one's Melbourne coming in at 14. Sydney, New South Wales tying in equal 19. And then the next set in the top 10, Monash, University of Queensland, University of Western Australia, UTS. But we missed one in the middle of all of that. <laughs> and it, coming in at number 89, so our ninth best at the moment on this scale, yep. is the University of Adelaide. Amazing effort from University of Adelaide. <laughs> and on record, congratulations. On record, <laughs> congratulations. And humongous apologies for missing that we didn't put that into the first time we talked about it. But it's an amazing achievement, not just by Adelaide, but by all those yeah. universities. Um, and as we said at the time, we make up such a tiny percent, 0.3 of 1% of the world's population. And to have 10 inside the top 100 is just brilliant. Like yeah. just fantastic achievement by everyone. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of things to be proud of. That's there awesome. is a lot to be proud of and a lot of hard work. I imagine years of hard work behind that. It's which incredible. Is really, yeah, that's to love. Mm. That's it from us today. Uh, wishing James and baby Oscar and Lara a very happy time together. Yep. Uh, thank you so much for listening. And Alyssa, thank you for jumping in and, and not telling the jokes James normally tells. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay, we can do that off record. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, we all like yeah. all the dad jokes, so that's pretty good. No, um, thanks for having me. You're absolutely welcome. Pleasure. And as we always say, keep listening um, to each other, to your intuition, to others around you, learning, but equally also to us. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.